everybody. Welcome to episode two of Critical Voices. Critical Voices is a podcast centered around the experiences of people of color in cycling and navigating their way around the whiteness of the sport. For second episode, we have King Nisby. Um, welcome, King. What's up? How are you? What's going on? I'm feeling good. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, um, I'm stoked to have you on. Second guest, get the ball rolling. And yeah, could you tell us a little bit about who you are? I'm King Nisby. I've been riding with North Star since the summertime of 2021. Young investor, trainer. I work with a nonprofit called Rainer Beach Action Coalition. And our work is centered around youth outreach, community outreach, and youth engagement, um, as well as teen crime prevention in the Rainbow Valley area. Um, yeah, I love cycling. Let's get on with the quests. You said training and invest in what? Could you talk a little more about, about those two things? I think as far as training, that is very broad. So I could be and things that I consistently want to keep training in would be combat sports, which is very important to me. Uh, being able to know how to survey an area, survey people, and understand your personal capabilities on how to protect others and yourself is very important to me. And alongside that, physical training, uh, working out, meditation, mental training, things to that effect. And I put a lot of mix into it personally. And I try to do it on a consistent basis and create schedules and create rhythms that'll work for me uh, when it comes to training. So and now investing, I mean, I have been in the world of investing since late 2019 it's a it's a whole world to get into because when people hear investing they automatically go to stocks and that's only one of many things and many ways of investing so that's what many people go to but investing is so broad uh, that could be in a whole category of areas um, when it comes to putting your money in a system that's going to give you a return on investment. But those two are in my high vital areas of work. I call that working, honestly. What about cycling? What got you into cycling? Oh, man. I've been riding for so long now um me and my sister had had bikes when we were little and i ride down to the beach all the time um that was just our thing to do and just recently in the past year and a half my interest in cycling had peaked because i had heard of a cycling group by the name of north star cycling club i was like okay so I look on there, 
and I connect with a couple people and they tell me, yeah, it's uh, a club for black and brown indigenous people of color on bikes. I'm like, what? That exists? So I came out here, it was magnificent. We went to, I believe, Gasworks. It was on a really hot Sunday. Sunday morning, we went to Gasworks. That was the time when Time Magazine came. But yeah, ever since then, I've been riding with North Star consistently. And uh, I know now, like in the month of October, we had taken uh, kind of like a break just to recalibrate everybody in um, the, the clubhouse as well. So being with them has definitely changed my life. And, and I appreciate everybody that's brought me on and accepted me taught me new things um, everybody bro Edwin, Aaron, Trayvon Ryan, Casey you um, Millie, everybody um, I appreciate all y'all big thanks Man, I, I feel honored that, that you mentioned me um, yeah I think I saw you I think I met you you were doing I want to say it was your first Wednesday ride around Mercer Island. We were doing that. How does cycling look for you now? Um, post joining North Star and just like getting into it a little more. Um, yeah, what does cycling mean to you? I mean, man, cycling is a, a big part of my life, actually. Um, it's how I get around now. Um, it's easier to navigate with compared to being on foot. And the people that brung me in and showed me more of what it could be, especially when you ride with people, it became way more special. So right now, the bike I have is awesome. I love that bike to death. That Cervelo, it's amazing. You know what it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I love that bike, and I ride the bike all the time. Cycling has been a big part of my life, especially recently. Recently, since I since I um, got with Northstar and started riding. What did uh, cycling look like for you before Northstar? Um, on a, yeah, Northstar seems like it had a really big impact on you. And just curious to see what that looked like, what cycling looked like pre North Star. I wasn't cycling. <laughs> like, I wasn't at all. I wasn't riding. I didn't have a bike. Not that. Um, and me joining North Star, that, that started when um, it started, it started in certain ways. Um, it's not like I heard about it and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get on. But it started from me just wanting a bike. After years of not having one um, and my original one being taken, I just wanted a bike, just wanted a bike to ride. And I looked, looked all over. It was old school bikes that I wanted. It was new tech bikes that I wanted with all the cool features. And I just couldn't find 
the right one or the perfect one. The one that I want, because there's plenty out there, but um price was an important thing as well. Couldn't find the right one. I looked on OfferUp, eBay, everything, everything you could think of. Um, and I was looking for a specific, a very specific bike is what I was looking for. And I couldn't find one. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'll ride anything at this point, honestly. And it's funny, on the day of my cousin's birthday, we went to Blue Water, the, uh, I was going to say salmon, the fish restaurant, uh, not too far from Alki. Um, so we went to that one. And as I'm coming from the parking lot, I parked my car, I walked up just a little bit, and I walked past a bike shop called Polka Dot Jersey. I'm like, oh, how ironic. I want a bike. There's bikes in there. Cool. So I go in there and I ask the guy up front. Well, first I'm, I just go in and I start looking around at all the, all the cool bikes in there. And I asked the, I asked the guy, I was like, are any of these bikes for sale? He was like, no, these are all customer bikes. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he recommended some uh, places I can go to for bikes. One being uh, for cycle cycles. Then he mentions Northstar. And he goes, yeah, and, um, Northstar would be happy to give you a bike if you just you know, ride with him a few times. Uh, black, brown, business group of people riding on bikes together. I'm like, what? And I, I literally say, what? That exists? He's like, yeah, it, it exists. And from there, I go to the website. I look at the founders. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is cool. Go to Instagram, do some research. And I, I figured out that Trayvon and Casey had been riding. I used to go to school with Trayvon and Casey used to be my teacher at Cleveland. And I hit both of them up and they're like, come on out. So prior to Northstar, I was not riding at all. And the only bike that I had was the one that I had was low. And that, that got taken. So prior to that, I wasn't riding at all. And that day forward, I got, got a bike as soon as I got to Northstar. As soon as it happened. Just like the first first couple few weeks went by and... It was like, here, we got one for you. So rode that one for a little while. And then I finally ended up getting getting one of my own uh, for a graduation gift. And I love that one now. That's the one that I have currently. And that's what it looked like for me cycling prior to North Star. Wasn't any riding whatsoever until I got with them. That's great to hear. Yeah, North Star, you know, I don't really think about sometimes the impact that North Star has had on, on people. Um, you know, I talked to Jamon. He also was another member who rides with North Star. And you know, he describes something very similar. King, what barriers do you think you face um, when you started out cycling? And do you think they still exist in your personal experience cycling? barriers i mean it might have just been speaking up really because i just wanted to be in the mix and get to feel what was get a feel of what was going on 
What I learned was that being a Black man on a bike, barriers you might face would be being included into the world of cycling. And there's there's been a couple of situations where, you know, I might have been riding with somebody that I knew and we might have been on the ride or it might have been a group ride and someone just rides right past us with an attitude, makes a comment, and now it's back and forth and it's not good energy. So there's been a couple of interactions like that and just that that feeling of we don't want them here. They shouldn't be on these roads, these same roads as us. So kind of like this silent barrier of how do I get included in the world of cycling? And then it kind of like hit me, you know, being with more people who look like myself. It was like, I mean, being included, infiltrated, make it better that way, you know, instead of just wanting to be accepted. Nobody cares about that. Um, just go for it and go for it with confidence and make it your own and do better than whoever you want to um, compete against and finish with confidence. That's really it. And that might have been the only barrier that I faced personally when I first really started cycling on a regular basis was that just wanting to be included in that world of cycling. Yeah. Um, and now currently, man, I ride wherever I want. <laughs> like I ride wherever I want, however I want, with whoever I want to alongside me. And that barrier does not exist no more. I think the people who I've ridden with, they gave me so much confidence in riding with each other and riding by myself. Um, that's just how how it was, and I and I appreciate that. Was was that something that you had to get a little more used to, riding the streets? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I used to, I used to be genuinely scared of riding on the streets when I'm like many years ago when I wanted a bike, and I was like, dang, I don't know how they do that. When I always seen people people riding on the streets and um, seeing them just calm as ever. And then it, you know, it turns out that people driving on the streets, they have to respect the boundaries you have on that road. And if something happens to you, nine times out of 10, it won't be your fault if you know what you're doing. So once I got that into my head, and understood that as long as I stay in my space and as long I, as I know what I'm doing, nobody's gonna get hurt, including myself. And, and you kind of get thrown in there when you start riding with groups of people and it hits you straight in the face. Like, oh my gosh, I'm riding on the street, I'm riding on bridges, we're all so close together. But you learn something every single ride and you get stronger. And it builds, it builds, your confidence goes sky. When you're riding, do you ever plan some of your rides or routes? And if you do, do you specifically look for routes that have infrastructure set in place for bikes? Or is it something that you kind of just, just go for it? 
it depends on how how far I want to go. So if if I just want to ride to a store down the street that's about 10 minutes on a bike away, I know where it's at. Um, I know how long it's going to take. I know the terrain already, and it's not going to be as tough of a ride, so I won't set that route. And I, and I still would want something to be as significant if I'm going to document it at least. So put it in my uh, my Garmin or my Strava. I would want it to be significant. So shorter shorter routes, I, I wouldn't plan those. If I know where I'm going and I know when I'm going to get back and I know how long it's going to take, terrain, et cetera, um, then I know. And I don't have to set that. But if it's for a longer ride, if I want to go to Tequila on my bike or if I want to go to somebody's house on my bike, that's maybe longer than 5, 10, 15 miles, then I would definitely have to route that up. Um, just because, I mean, I've rode from my house to the clubhouse in North Star. And that was about 20, 25 miles, which is a really good ride. Mostly, mostly trails and bike lanes, which was really good. But those type of rides, yeah, I have to plan out ahead of time just so I can have that. But the main thing for me is having enough water and having enough food on me and eating beforehand, extremely important. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's usually how I, how I would plan it. What about in terms of your training? You say um, you talk about this event happening in Miami, uh, a century ride. Have you ever done anything like that? No, not yet. Unfortunately, I haven't. And I honestly should have done it earlier because there's been plenty of opportunities to, to do that, whether it was people putting on races or putting on uh, different routes, just people in the group. It might be a group of like four people. Like, hey, we're going on a century today, you know, come ride. But, um, Training, training for that for me would definitely be vital just because I haven't rode 50 miles in a minute and the most I've ridden was maybe close to 80. And getting back into those mileage, like 25, 50, 75 would be really good just for preparation for that. Because um, it's cool seeing everybody now just knock a knock a century out like nothing. It's pretty amazing. So, what about the your the longer distance trips you've done, saying like 50, 80 miles? Yeah, what were those routes like? Yeah, so my first basically sixty, but 50, fifty miles was the goal. Uh, I went with a group of people there to Bainbridge. I believe we went to Bainbridge Island. And we basically rode the whole island. And along that ride, we seen Brian and a group of other people. And they were, they were doing essential. And they were going a lot further than we were. So we linked up with them at, I can't remember the, the name of the city that we went to, the, the small town that we went to. But we all met up there got some food, drank some water, recalibrated, and we all headed out. 
but going into it, I remember seeing it in the the group text, and I'm like, okay, 50 miles away, doesn't seem bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just hit them up, and I'm like, hey, let's do it. They're like, cool, let's do it. So we set up a time, a date, placed a meetup. Well, we all met up at the docks downtown, got on a ferry, and it was it was unreal. It felt great riding with them. And um, shout out to all the people who who helped me, who like pushed me through it, because honestly, it was gonna be a lot harder. I would have been on. I would have been stuck on the island if it wasn't for them. Truly, um, you know everybody who helped. I remember getting to like the the 40, 40 mile forty mile point, and I'm just on my bike like, bro, everything's hurting. I'm ready to get off the bike like, and along like with that also, I didn't have enough food, which was the first mistake. Um, not the right food, at least. Food with enough, you know, carbs. Then I didn't have the right stuff. So that was definitely my mistake. And I remember getting off the bike and getting to my car. Oh, God. I was like, this is a miracle. <laughs> I'm like, I, I knew I was going to, I knew for a fact that I was going to make it. And make it through and not, not get off. But. Man, if it wasn't if it wasn't for them, it would have took way longer. I would have been stuck there. Yeah, but what what goes on in your head during those long rides, especially your first couple of times when you're, you know, maybe sometimes ill prepared or don't have the right clothes or food or whatnot. You know, what what's going on in your head? Man, really, do I have everything I need to make it to the island? That was all that was going through my head that that whole time. Like I'm relying on all my equipment. My bike's up to date. I have all my tools. Um, if anything happens, I know how to get it done, get it finished, get it get it working again. You know, the whole way through. Once it really started messing with me, I was like, "How much longer we got? I'm not getting off the bike, but how much longer do we have?" And I remember, oh, I can't remember the guys. I can't remember the brother's name. He's a great guy. He was helping me the whole time. But I remember coming up, coming up this hill. It was scratching. It's nasty hill. And I'm moving, I'm moving, and he just like, this is the last one. We got the last one, and we're done. It's all downhill from there. I'm like, oh, cool, cool great i get to the top of the hill and there's three more <laughs> and it's, it just kept going and kept going i'm like everybody hates me <laughs> they all they all hate me bro so eventually eventually i made i made i made it all and got the right got the right nutrients had enough liquid on me and yeah, I just I just wanted to make it off the island. I was like, I got all my stuff on me. I just really need to make it off this island because they kept, they kept making that like imperative, like 
we all got to go home after this. We all mm-hmm. still got to get on the ferry back back home. So we just yeah, you gotta you know you gotta make it through it. But yeah, that was a great ride. Yeah, throughout this whole conversation, I think once a recurring theme that I am picking up on is just the overwhelming support that you have you received the cycling. Um, how does that feel? You know, it's, support is, is an important thing to have. And, you know, when, when people when people don't have someone to fall back on or someone to look to for help, you know, it can be discouraging. And, and Man, the amount of conversations I've had with so many different people there have been mainly based on support. Um, I remember having my first conversations with Aaron and Edwin and them giving me so much game and shout out to them, them giving me so much game and Trayvon. It's so, it's literally every single person in there I've talked to and they've helped me in different ways, whether it's about my, my bike maintenance, my, uh, my nutrition that I have beforehand and afterhand. Um, the technology that I have to route route my rides, like it's been it's been so much, and really just uh, I think hey, was pushing through it at the same time. That especially, um, I remember uh, you know Aaron telling me on my first, it was, I believe it was my first or my first or second Wednesday ride, and. I was just sitting there and he he rode right next to me and he was like, hey, it's all in your mind, bro. Your muscles don't feel anything. And that changed, that literally changed the way I thought about my progression and how, how I just dealt with the pain. And it's, it's crazy how that works, too, because I had a really, really hard time getting across that bridge on the Wednesday rides, the fast rides to Mercer Island. I had a really hard time. And if you know, you know. <laughs> I used to be in the back on every single ride. I used to be in the very back every single time. Um, and yeah, I remember just so many people giving me so much game where to put my feet on the pedals how to pedal like it was so much and um once you when somebody tells you that when somebody's like you got this or you can you can do this it it changes like dramatically and you feel it in your body and you keep going despite how you feel and it's it's just crazy how that works Support is so huge, so huge, it's vital. Learning all these tips and tricks about, you know, how to shift properly, pedal placement, you know, how to, even when it comes to like how to breathe, you know, all of that is extremely important. Would you have any of that knowledge, I guess, prior to really getting into cycling or did it kind of all just come to you as, as people were riding alongside you? Prior, prior to cycling, um, I didn't have as much knowledge as I thought I did. 
and I knew how to ride a bike. Uh, I knew different tricks on the bike. That was pretty much it. I didn't know how to ride in groups. I didn't know how to control my breathing, how to pedal, what to bring for your nutrition, what to tell yourself when you're when you've reached that limit. Because with cycling, I've reached limits I would have never thought I would have reached. It is insane. And the way it trains your muscles is so uniquely different from how other activities will train your muscles. But it trains your muscles to withstand fatigue, mostly. And I remember going to a, a bike shop not too far from where I stay. And uh, it was my first time going there. And the person was telling me, like, yeah, people people think cyclists hate themselves. <laughs> like, just because of how much pain they put themselves through. Um, that's real. That is, that is really real. What are your next plans for for you and your bike? So, really just finding, finding more places to ride to. Um, I live south far south uh, between Kent and Covington and finding routes out here are they're not that hard but I guess the terrain <clears throat> isn't bike friendly at all um, it's mostly streets no bike lanes so you have to kind of ride ride on the street on dirt pavement which isn't bad I've wrote I've read Covington plenty of times mm-hmm. and I've seen plenty plenty of things um so yeah, just finding routes now, finding more places to ride and train for a little bit. That's what's going on. Do you see yourself doing any any competitions? You know, you talk about that that century ride in Miami, but um, you know, are there any are there any other forms of of racing that you're interested in? Cyclocross, and I say that. And whoever's going to listen to this is probably going to be like, oh, I ain't never seen him out of soccer cross. Da, 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 we had so many trainings. Yes, I know. I know there's been plenty of soccer cross trainings at North Star. People have been putting them on. Shout out to Jim. Um, they've all been putting them on. I've been seeing it. And it's not that I didn't want to get out there. But at the time, I had so much going on. And just recently, it's like, bro, I wish I could get out there. Mm-hmm. But I can't. And um, I'm looking forward to the next training. I know there was there was either a race today or yesterday or tomorrow. I'm not sure, um, but I know there's a there's there's a training just recently, I believe. Also, so looking forward to one of another one of those trainings because I want to get out there. I like seeing uh, some of my guys race out there on the. I just I just call it racing on the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know it's I know it's a, a a word like an actual word for it. But um, if anybody messes, I'm like, yeah, racing on pavement. <laughs> That's it. Um, I don't know Trayvon he races. Love that guy. Shout out to him. Um, they're all so inspiring. Um, Trying everybody. Shout out to him. Yeah, Tron just finished his uh, first Ironman like a couple of weeks ago. Man, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. That's amazing. 
Uh, but yeah, all those guys, man, inspiring. So, so, so inspiring. And I wanted to try cyclocross training now because um, I used to love riding on grass and gravel. And I, because I used to have a BMX bike and a mountain bike. Um, or like I used to know how to ride mountain bikes in different areas. And I used to actually love it um, a lot. I used to love riding those. And um, yeah, they're, they were just inspiring me, inspired me to get into one of those, one of those cyclocross races. And I'm looking forward to the next training. I really am. Um, I'll be out there. You should. It's it's pretty fun. I was Jim hosted a training this past weekend, and then there was a cyclocross race on on Sunday that a couple of North Star people did. Um, Kat, Morgan, Nikki, Juan, and Casey and Jim. They all competed. It was great seeing them out there i missed the women's race but i was i was there to see casey juan and jim race and it's great i've never been to a cyclocross event ever and i'm really looking forward to to doing one of those races one of these days i think that's like something i'm really interested in it's it just seems I don't know, it just seems right up my alley. Um, I really enjoy that kind of style. And yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be racing our first cyclocross game. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we're coming close to, is there anything else that you want to talk about that I might have not uh, addressed or something you want to touch on a little more in these, in these final minutes? Oh, man. Uh... Thank you for having me on and whoever's whoever's listening to this, I appreciate you as well. Shout out to everybody who rides with North Star. Shout out to all the future participants, past participants. Um, shout out to everybody, man. I, I love every single one of y'all and I'm more than grateful to be a part of something like that and then just continue with my my regular cycle in life um, because of them. They're all inspiring people. You know, thanks for coming on. I'm going to stop recording. Yeah.